computer. Hotch. <laughs> it was the delivery. Hotch. Hotch. <laughs> Captain's Pod, Stardate 82, 99.23.1. Welcome aboard the Starship's Enterprise, and thank you for joining us as we take a brief short leave from the world of cinema sins to explore the universe of Star Trek. Yay! I'm your captain, Ian Whittington, Sorry, and with I'm... me this week... And with me this week, she lived 70 years as an alien astronomer, and all she got was this lousy piccolo. It's Ambassador Danae. I once tried to play the flute for a little while. Like, I really wanted to give it a go. It's nothing like the piccolo. It's very different. They're similar. No, that sausage is played very differently. The, the piccolo is like sideways on and the flute is like straight on, isn't it? No. What's the piccolo then? I'm picturing a piccolo. A piccolo you kind of like blow across the... <laughs> no? A flute is out to the side. Right. And a piccolo is out to the side, but I think it's like an octave higher or something. Oh, I'm completely right for the wrong reasons then. Well, what do you blow into then? Cla- clarinet? Recorder? Recorder. You blow into all, you blow into a piccolo. You blow into a clarinet. You blow no, into sorry, a recorder. I mean you blow face into a flute. On, like fa- no, you blow over a piccolo, but you you're blow blowing into, into it. a flute. You're blowing into over, it. Over. It's like blowing on a bottle. You're blowing. Oh, you're, you're blowing talking about like bottle. how you blow. <laughs> yeah. Why are we talking about this so intensely? Anyway, this week. <laughs> <laughs> Before we actually talk about some you're Star talking about Trek, a trumpet, a trumpet or a trombone, you blow we, straight into. I'm talking about bagpipes. There we go. That's <laughs> what I meant. Easy can easy easy mistake to make. Right, let's do some emails. Oh shit! Emails. Okay, hailing frequencies open, everyone. It's time for us to read your emails from Discord, Twitter, and well, email. Um, for three weeks running, we're going to throw back to Lodair because on this occasion, I actually made a boo-boo. I was so happy that I got his name right that I called him a her. I apologize for getting your gender wrong, Lodair. I am so, so sorry. Um, he was very gracious and um, thought it was quite funny. So I apologize and thank you. And he did have a follow-up non-specific Star Trek question from Danae for <gasps> Danae. And that non-specific, non-Star Trek question is, how did you find your way into CinemaSins, and what was your job before that? Ooh, mm. oh my gosh. This is so difficult because I always want to give like way more details than I need to. So I'm going to give the simplified version. And if you want me to give a more detailed version, ask some questions and I will expand upon it. But the simple answer is that I was recruited. <laughs> That's mm-hmm. the simple answer. Um, Aaron Dicer asked me to consider writing for uh, CinemaSins. Commodore Dicer. And Aaron and I know each other because we did a uh, live radio show for years together before he transitioned to CinemaSins. And so I was working in radio doing like live shows, you know, like tune on the radio and you'd hear a DJ. That was me. Um, But I was part of a duo. Um, like and the I segments was, between songs that have to yep. like super, super sharp and fast. Yep. And I was trying to decide because I know Aaron had decided to transition away from radio to pursue puns. <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah. Kind of doing something completely uh-huh. different, but that he was really passionate about and wanted to get into. He uh, loves movies and it just matched his personality perfectly. So I was actually trying to figure out what my new career was going to look like. And so I was working for a organization that provided education to the 
radio community and they put on like big events and such. And I was one of the support team making sure that those events went smoothly. And I also was being pursued by two different radio stations who were wanting me to consider doing a show for them. And I was deciding if I wanted to move or stay or what I was going to do. So Mm. when he asked me to uh, watch movies and write, I was like, nope. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Don't want to do that. (laughs) We've been working. We've done, you know, podcasting together. We did a show called Sif Pop together and all this stuff. And, And it's just it wasn't like my super passionate wheelhouse. But he really just asked me to consider it because he thought that I would do really well at it. Mm-hmm. And I gave it some more consideration and decided just to try it and see what happened. And here we are. Heck yeah. That's a simple version. Um, Follow up question to that. What is your favorite field of science? Because Loder is a biochemist, biochemist, bioinformatician. <laughs> Whoa, I can't read this word. Whoa. Biochemist slash bioinformationist. Informatics? Information. Inform. Bioinformatician. Bioinformatician. He does something really fancy. Wow. Is that genetic stuff? Um, It's biochemistry. Holy shit. At a university. What is my it's favorite cool. field of science? Mine is easily astrophysics. Like, it just, it is. Like, I would love like to be astronomy? an astrophysicist. Yeah, astronomy, black holes, suns, the galaxy, all of that. Dark mm. matter. Yeah. I would, lo- in another life, I'm an astrophysicist. I would love that. Probably... I, I had to look up like feel I just Googled like fields of science so I could get like mm-hmm. a kind of a quick view here. And there's ones I really enjoy. But if I was going to be honest, it's probably psychology mm, because I really enjoy I really enjoy yeah. uh, getting into conversations with people, unlocking ways of thinking, diving into why we think the way we think, where it comes mm-hmm. from, identifying yeah. patterns, deciding if we want to change patterns. Yeah, that's fucking cool. What is our uh, own personal ability to change patterns of our mind mm-hmm. and our thought processes versus when do we need assistance with medication? I love that stuff, mm-hmm. but I'm not at all authorized to talk about it. An entire field <laughs> that can be summed up by your parents did it. <laughs> not entirely true, yep. but yes. Yeah. I mean, I guess genetically, maybe. <laughs> genetically and behaviorally, one of the two. Yeah, that's a really, really cool question. Um, yeah, I encourage I everybody that. to just do a quick Google search of fields of science and then, you know, mm-hmm. show all of the different options because there's so much that's in our science world that we can observe. Cool. Science is yeah. literally everything. As Talin said last week, everything that has ever existed is science stuff. Uh, one final question from uh, Link, Stephen, who uh, messaged, on, messaged us on Twitter. Um, can Moopsie be the official pet of the Enterprise? The Enterprise? The Sinterprise. No, of no, course not. No, unless you want us all dead. No, I, you know how like if you get a ferret, you can remove its uh, stinky gland? Like if we could mm-hmm, remove yeah. the Moopsie's murder gland and still have it like live happily, like, if it was like the vegan version of itself. What if that's the thing that makes it cute? It loses everything. It's just, <laughs> it just becomes a horrible monster. <laughs> yes. Because it doesn't we have We would any- love it. We would love it regardless. Yeah, no, absolutely not. We're not doing. We're not having a peanut hamper on board. We're not having a moopsie on board. We, we already have, have a peanut chaos. hamper. Yeah, yeah, we yeah. We have that. Amazing. Well, thank you for your <laughs> questions, everyone. Um, send some more to the uh, Cinemasins Discord um, at Captain's Pod CS on Twitter. We are on Blue Sky as well at Captain's Pod um, and uh, Captain's Pod at Cinemasins Okay, this week ambassador. We are doing uh, season four, episode four of Lower Decks. I'm nervous. 
Me too. Why are you nervous? Because you're nervous. I'm nervous because of the episode title. Which is what? Something borrowed, something green. Oh, it's a wedding episode. Yeah. We have a 50-50 hit rate with wedding episodes. One you hated from Deep Space Nine. One you loved from TNG. I'm I'm confident Lower Decks has got my back. But weddings, man. Man. Okay, <laughs> so something borrowed, something green. Um, Predictions? We think it's a wedding up. Ep- What's your specific prediction? Me? Yeah, it's a wedding predict. It's wedding. I mean, something borrowed, right, but something, something... Something really oddly re- specific, though. Oh, oddly specific? Um, A baby is thrown instead of the bouquet. This is why we don't need a moopsie on board of the Enterprise. <laughs> You're chaos enough. Yes. You think I'm, I'm the, the chaos, chaos beast? I am the chaos. <laughs> um, I'm going to say, a, a, like, a, my oddly specific is that it's some kind of, like, a precious green stone of some kind. Like oh, an emerald okay. yeah. or crystal yeah. that's green. Something that's green, specifically. That's the specificness of it. Okay. Well, without further ado, I'm... We've loved this season of Lower Deck so far. I'm excited to get into it. Let's head to the holodeck. Watch the episode. We'll see y'all in <laughs> 10 forward. Do the beam out. <laughs> Welcome to 10 forward, the part of the show where we grab a drink or something from the replicator and share our immediate thoughts and feelings on the episode we just watched together. Most important question first, what is your thing of choice from the replicator? My- thing of choice yeah I'm, I'm getting like railed for like using the wrong words so your thing of choice from the replicator do you think i'm railing you ian <laughs> every single week yeah i guess so i want to eat some broccoli bonsai style this week oh some broccoli bon bonsai 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 yeah, yeah, cool. yeah. Um, I want some of the pheromone dispersing stuff. So dispersing. Can, yeah, not the pheromones because that's a bit icky. But the pheromone dispersing stuff, so that we all have a level playing field and people can think logically about their choices and not follow the boner. I'm that's here to the show suck today, all everybody. Of the joy <laughs> out of life. Okay, <laughs> give us a synopsis. Oh shit! Um. Today's episode is a backstory on Tendi, where we get to learn about her warrior assassin-esque princessy stuff. Have you ever wanted to know what Orion is about, or why yes. it's been shrouded in mystery? Did you did you want to know whether there were sex dungeons? Yes. And murder games? Did you want to know if she's carried around on a platter and a sedan? If they can hotwire a very, very old ship to get them to the wedding on time, wow, this is the episode that you're going to want to watch. Is it Peanut Hamper or is it not Peanut Hamper? Stay tuned. Overall thoughts, feelings, Ambassador. Yeah, this is a fun one. Yeah. Yeah. This is I like, fun. I like this. I like Tendi the character mm-hmm. and her mystery uh, of her background is something that I have wanted to know more about because she's sort of not t- she's like a reluctant badass that we've seen glimpses of so this really got into the exploration of it it's sort of like to the tune of girls night out meets kind of death dance sort of a feel like a bachelorette party kind of thing but this fucking show 
mm-hmm. is so wacky. <laughs> yes, it is. Yes, it is. And there's a couple of beats in this episode that just remind you about how random it is and how it's so brave to do the unexpected. And mm-hmm. I r- respect that. Like, Okay, what was the unexpected thing? What, what got you? We're playing harpsichords in the final scene, guys. Like, <laughs> We're playing as Mark Twain. We're Mark Twain? Like, <laughs> I don't know. It's just like this. What's great about the Mark Twain thing is that that in and of itself is a Star Trek reference because the TNG crew go back in time and meet Samuel Clements, a.k.a. Mark Twain. And he comes back to the future with them and it holds a secret to fix the timeline, kind of. Um, and he's dressed exactly like that. They've got the, oh the hair, the moustache, the wig. It's so, so, so funny. Um, just let's pick a random TNG reference. And that's the B-plot I mean, maybe. for Rutherford and Boimler. I, I I, love it so much. And that's exactly how he talks. Well, I do declare, young lady, if this is how things go, I don't want to be in the future. I mean, there you go. This is... <laughs> This is the part that I love about the show is you give me more of a context. Like for a super fan, they're going to see that and kind of just ha-ha extra- at the at the at the reference. For me, I'm just like where the fuck did that come from? Right, where did that come from? On its own, I'd be like, well this is just being random for the sake of being random, but Lower Decks like has the beauty of getting away with that because it's also a reference. <laughs> Oh, I love that so much. Oh, I am just a humble crumb on the biscuit of your wit, sir. <laughs> My quote for the end of the show today is two words that were spoken in the Mark Twain twang, and I'm hoping that I can remember how to do it. But it just, it slayed me because of how they pronounced one particular word, and I'm going to do my best when we get to that yeah, moment. It's but so holy fun. shit. I've screwed myself because I just used my quote at the end of the episode. <laughs> I got so excited. I've just done it. I now have to find another. Oh, no. Um, it's all right. I've got one. I think, I think I've got one. loads of quotable moments. Quotable? Loads of quotable. Prodigal quotable moments in this show. What about you? Did you like today's episode? Yeah, I loved it. I mean, um, all the way from when we were covering, covering season three was the first one I think we did live. I was crying for more Tendi episodes. Like, give me more Tendi. She is the one of the most interesting characters um, to me. And the Orions are really interesting to me as well because they appeared in quite a few uh, TOS episodes, or at least a couple. Like, yeah, stupid TOS knowledge. And they appeared... Really, they were silent again until Enterprise in the early aughts where they kind of dove a little bit more into the Orions. But it was very stereotypical. It was all about how they were slave traders and the women were just dancers and it was all about the men being bullies and pirates. It's not until 2021, 22, 23 where Lower Decks is giving us some more layered um, information and ideas and stories about the Orions that have been there since the 60s. It's taken us 60 years to get this. And I love A, that Lower Decks has been quote-unquote allowed to elaborate on this this species and that it's just doing it and it, it's kind of cool i love it yeah i wonder if lower decks the writers sort of have this lower decks rolodex situation <laughs> of all of these random things yes. that they just want to approach and they sit down to do an episode and they flip through it 
And then, yeah, like, the circular roller deck goes through, and then they grab one. This week we have Mark Twain and the Orions. Okay. Mark Twain, the Orions, uh, harpsichord, and a death game, and a nausicaan, <laughs> and a bonsai Gah. tree. Uh, it's oh, like and peanut hamper. <laughs> it's Star Trek Mad Libs. That's what Lower Decks is. It's beautiful. A yeah. Lower Decks roller decks. That's that makes me wish we were sending more Lower Decks episodes because that's that's got to be in there. It would be like the bingo one that we did for the C and B. No, it C. What's the what's the um channel that does like CMB CMB no Ugh. oh no it's the Questor all over again <laughs> <laughs> and they they produce like Riverside like I think it was called Riverside oh the we CW send it. the, the CW. CW yes yeah, when we, we did CW bingo do you uh-huh. remember that on TV since yeah of course. We had this whole you, bingo card we did. And you actually, would do like the Flash, the Arrow, all yes. of that, the Green Arrow, all of those shows. Yeah. Yeah. So that kind of reminds me of that. Like if we were doing this as a, as a series on TV Sins, then we would mm-hmm. we would have this. Rolodex yeah. Roulette is what I think we would call it. It'd be it'd be beautiful. Okay. Um, give us some of your favorite moments. Let's go. We have um Tendi, I guess, being forced to go back to her home planet. Well, can we do what we did last week, which is start off by pointing out that my highly specific prediction may have come true two weeks in okay, a row? Okay, let's do it. Let's. This is getting. I'm, this is getting weird. I d- This is getting <sighs> weird. Danae's highly specific prediction was that the episode. Oh, I'm. I got It's not as good as last week, but you said that there would be a green gem involved, and it happened immediately the opening sequence you got mm-hmm. the pirates and all their their like loot and there's these big gigantic green gems mm-hmm. and is that i took that to mean that there Come would be a, like it would be a pivotal part of the episode but i guess the specific prediction doesn't have to be that it just has to happen and yes there is a green gem in this episode immediately immediately straight away i freaked out are you She's gonna put out. my audio into the I'll put it outtakes, in the outtakes because- for sure because you lose your <laughs> shit you start screaming and i'm like what has Danae spotted that I missed? What part of Star Trek lore has her... Oh, no, it's her prediction. It's Her prediction immediately came true. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, That's amazing. I, whenever you're like, highly specific, I close my eyes. I saw an emerald in my imagination. That's why I described the green gem. And then there insane. it was. It's, well done. I'm kind of afraid... I'm yeah. sometimes afraid of my powers. Well, this was happening in Star Trek Season 2. Uh, Star Trek Season 2. What a dick. Picard Season 2. Um, you were predicting things left, right, and center, and it's died down since then, but I'm scared. Your powers are now coming back. I need to. I need yeah. some lottery numbers, I think. Um, I was going to say that my very specific prediction um, was that a baby was thrown instead of the bouquet. That did not happen. <laughs> Don't put it past lower decks. Don't you act like that couldn't happen. We're kind of glad. No, no, no. Yeah, they killed children in in this this world. Um, No, so, okay. So aside from that shock, some of my favorite scenes. Well, okay. No, 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 no. Don't go to me first. Because there was a moment when you started cracking up and I have no idea. Because we usually watch where it's Mm -hmm. in sequence and we're really close. This time we were out of sync. So I don't, I think where, where I was was ahead of you, but then I got behind you somehow because you ended before and it was really strange. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. why were you cracking up laughing? Because I'm a child and a little bit of slapstick 
will always make me laugh out loud. And this was when Mariner, just like a, a dagger gets thrown across the room and hits her in the shoulder. But it's the second time it happens that got me when that other lady turns up, throws a dagger and it hits her again. And she's like, come on, what, what are the odds of that happening? I, for some reason, I just didn't <laughs> expect it. <laughs> and it it just caught me off guard. It's like Ace Ventura having all of like the legs thrown in all of the, all of like all of the arrows thrown into his legs. It just slayed me. It's it's not clever. It's not it's not funny. But it got me. It happened three <laughs> times. It's so good. I mean, the third time I knew it was happening, but it, it still just it got me. Third time I was like, oh, she's hiding. But then it ricochets. <laughs> so it's pretty great. It's yeah. so good. I love it. Cracked me up. Cracked me up. I don't really remember like something standing out too much for me. I, like I don't know that this one hit me on like a ha ha level. Mm. Um, I think like when he said Brotherford, I was oh, like, bro, oh my bro, god, bro, Brotherford, Boimler and Rutherford, bro, bro, yeah. I do. It works. I guess the the back and forth between the two of them, I sort of enjoyed because there was a couple like smiles from me. It's like looking at memes these days memes mm -hmm. were really funny for me like years ago um but now i look at them and i know it's a good meme if i go <laughs> and just make that one little air expression mm -hmm. rarely does something like just kill me like <laughs> oh it's rare that's, that's all yeah. it's yeah. rare for me like, i nearly <laughs> spat my coffee out on that one you really um, really did but I what really he said bro the brotherford thing the back and forth between the two of them where like i kind of got to give it to the show so the, mm -hmm. the ladies are talking about going to Orion and they reference that Boimler and Rutherford are getting close. And if I was going to be sitting this episode, I would give a sin off for them not immediately cutting over to Rutherford and Boimler doing what they said. Because it happens a lot when you're watching yeah. a show. Someone will say something and then they prove it immediately by a quick cutaway and then cutting back to the ladies. But mm -hmm. they didn't do that. They finished up the entire scene with the ladies and then they shift over to the the guys like getting along and mm -hmm. finishing each other's sentences. Um, and then they like they shift over to this bonsai thing and this is kicking off their frustration with each other. They both want to mist the bonsai tree mm -hmm. and they have their reasoning for it. And it's just the stupidest thing. And it is so life. That it's the random, it's just the yeah, most random things that can set you off. That's the stuff you end off. up arguing about. Yeah. Yeah. Like, Where did you put the spatula? One of the biggest arguments <laughs> that I have ever had with Justin, I know that's not true, one of the biggest ones, one of the epic ones many moons ago, well, I just lost my shit because I was like, can we put the sponge on the right of the sink so it's always in the same spot? It's how I know it's clean and it's where it belongs. If it's over here, I don't know what it was used for. Did you rub it on the floor? <laughs> Did you rub it on the wall? Like, why is it over there? Like, it's being on the right is no guarantee that it's clean. This is for clean. No, but you clean it and you put it on the right. That way it's, I, I know what if when you I'm put washing it on the right, a dish, I'm just not it. smearing more shit on a dish. You are. I lost first, it. As soon as you I use that it. sponge, you are, it is covered in shit. Like, they should be single use. Anyway. Um, uh, so You're I absolutely right. Yeah. So I really enjoyed that, but there was this one line that for some reason got me, and it's they're like kind of like going back and forth, and I think they're trying to wrestle the spritzer out of each other's hands or something. <laughs> and Boiler, and Boiler just said, "I said no, Mister Rutherford." No, no. <laughs> and I just thought that was pretty cute. It's great so. because whenever <laughs> that happens on the bridge, so you've got like some ensign that's like acting up. It will. The captain, especially Kirk, would do this. It would be 
the captain would give them a lot of grace and then they would he would be like mr so-and-so that is enough and you know shit is serious when he says mr and then their last name so not lieutenant not ensign not brad it's (laughs) mr rutherford (laughs) that is quite enough you're relieved of duty I yeah. love that. What I loved about the B plot was that I was ready to be annoyed with it. I was ready for this to be cliche. Oh, the roommates, Joey and Chandler, can't get along and it's sitcommy. And silly me, I should have known that it would go in a funny direction. And as soon as they turned up in the holodeck as um, Mark Twain, I was like, okay, you've got me, you've got me. And then they wrap that into what the A team, the bridge crew, are doing even though it's ridiculous. Ridiculous. It just, it got me. And then it all ties back to him eating the bonsai tree. Like, none of the jokes in there in there were wasted. They were all set up for something that was coming down the line. I love it so much. So Yeah. Good. So that's probably, like, that's for me one of the one of the big highlights. Like I said at the beginning, I do like looking into the Tendi world. Yeah. Um, and we get to see these little glimpses of her flexing her experience. She, she mm. gets into a fight. She drinks. So how did you feel about that? Because up until now, Tendi has shown off some really impressive, like, karate, kung fu, like, assassin-type skills. And we haven't specifically known where she learned all of that from, other than she's denied, I'm not a pirate, but we don't get any specifics. Did you like that? Kind of, they tied in the origin of, like, where she got these skills from. And this is probably, like, as much background as we're going to get for Tendi now. This is kind of her Hmm. story. Yeah, I... I'm sure they did the dance of we have some information that's canon and then we want to sort of qualify that a little bit and also try to give some more context so that Mm. it doesn't seem so like doesn't seem super wrong. So you've got some women that have pheromones, some women that don't have pheromones. Mm -hmm. You have some people who use it and have sex dungeons. What do they call it, though? It was the the hump dungeon. The hump dungeon. (laughs) Yeah, hump dungeon. And then they have other like, I don't know, it just seemed like there's these syndicate sort of style you got these basically crime families and i think that's a really interesting world i think it's an interesting story and i want to go back there and i want to learn about prime and this goddess Mm. of the moon mistress of the wind or constellation Uh goddess thing going on like there is a series of highly sexual books just waiting to be written oh are you kidding yeah this is this is the next this should be done. <laughs> Which is interesting because Lower Deck's MO with the Orions has kind of been to desexualize them. Because up until this point, the women were exclusively tools used to seduce men and trick other races or just legit sold into slavery. Um, and this has flipped them into more of a power role. And originally it's all been about pirates and stuff. And this Lower Decks has been to add some more kind of layer to that but this definitely didn't forget the sexual roots of the no no it kind of embraces it which is which is fine yeah but you know like so i used to work in a bookstore and we had the uh romance section and it was Mm -hmm. a small Mm -hmm. one because we really didn't want to do too much of the collection so it was like the most popular ones that we could carry Mm -hmm. and we were a used bookstore um and so people would bring in just Ew, used romance books, book after, like boxes after boxes of like romance novels, and we just would like we we just we don't really do romance novels. You're gonna have to take them someplace else. But I wish that there was just this like picture of the the cover, but with Orion, it'd be perfect. Of course, it's like the perfect fit. Fifty Shades of Green. 
It's like Kushiel's dart, but like Star Trek style. Yeah. Love it. Yeah. I, if it doesn't already exist, it will very shortly, I'm, I'm certain. So we went into this episode very, mm. very cautious. Oh, yes, we did. We have a 50-50 hit rate with wedding episodes when it comes to Star Trek. You did not enjoy You Are Cordially Invited, which was the Deep Space Nine Jadzia wedding, Jadzia and Worf wedding episode. Like, what a travesty. Like, what, I did not think that the, the, the kickback on that episode would have been so strong. I'm invoking the fifth, I think. <laughs> That's the one where you don't want to incriminate yourself. Um, and uh, we did Data's Day, which you loved. Probably because it was more focused on data than the wedding. How did the how did this challenge your expectations of weddings? Because this doesn't this doesn't actually get to the wedding. So I, I guess it kind of saves itself by not really being a wedding episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is an appropriate wedding episode, in my opinion, because mm-hmm. so little time is spent on the wedding and even on the relationship. This is a exploration of like there's this there's this um tradition of the the bride being kidnapped as show and then the syndicate families that have been syndicate they have been doing um nefarious things for so long that it's almost like a show now rather than it being more serious so Mm. it's almost like well if you haven't been kidnapped are you really a syndicate princess (laughs) are you even getting married they make sure that it's done and it's it's more of a um a ceremonial thing I thought that was clever, but we didn't spend too much time getting into the whole like why they're in love and these kinds of things. It was it was more of a rescue mission yeah. exploration of Tendi's background. Stuff, which is why these twenty-three minute episodes are so good. Because if it was forty so minutes, good. you probably would have had the love stuff and why they're getting married and whatnot. Like it's such a it's a deliberately tight story. I really well, love it. And they do a very, very clever thing with the daddy daughter dagger dance. <laughs> we never see it it's nope. just a throwaway mention with a with, we don't even see the picture of it but it's the end of the episode where they're just scanning through the different photos that were taken mm-hmm. and that's even a clever way to give us more context to the wedding without making us watch it yeah so i loved it yeah, yeah really really smart i love that um so towards the end of the episode we get a more emotional beat where we see tendy and her sister De erica and I do love that these names are just like American names with D or T oh my on the God. front. The dad's name? Yes, it was like Barrett. Killed me. What was it? It was um, I wrote it down. Yeah, Barrett. Barrett. Yeah. Barrett. <laughs> uh, voiced by Nolan North. Um, incredible. Or Bert. I think it was. I think it was Bert. Yeah, Bert. I was like Bert. Yeah, that's it. Bert. Bert. So it kind of sounds like you're trying to say Bert, but you burp in your throat a little bit. Burp. I don't burp, but I make throat noises. Yes. Burp. That's I'm the so noise that I make instead of burping. Burp. <laughs> that was really funny. It's so uh, great. They have so much fun like, with the names. It was like the Warrior Queen Shahaloa or something like this. And then, like, yeah. And, and my dad. Burp. Oh, <laughs> uh, uh, anyway. so clever. But yeah, towards the end of the episode, we have this emotional thing between Tendi and her sister and how Tendi left kind of suddenly um which was which forced her sister to take the prime position and the abandonment issues and then their reconciliation how was that part of the episode for you other than fucking quick i hate you i love you yeah i think that's i sort of want i sort of wanted her to do some damage mariner's arm should have been severed in this episode correct 
and she wasn't worried about it. So certainly Tendi could have taken like a really good, nice like wound to the gut knowing that she's going to be okay but like it's mm-hmm. the rites of passage from one prime to the next is that the pre the 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 up and coming prime must kill the previous prime or something like mm-hmm. i thought it was going to go in that kind of a direction of intensity um because you get the feeling that you know tendy is attempting to show this other side of orion and the uh, uh mariner and talin are observing all of these oddity parts of the culture that could be really misleading. Mm-hmm. Uh, if it's the only thing that you're reporting on, yeah, are these like dominant traits? Tendy's trying to say, well, we're not just that. And so that play back and forth the entire time was also showcased in this relationship back and forth. I'm glad it wasn't longer. I think Mm -hmm. that they did everything they needed to do pretty quickly because the sister both didn't want the responsibility, but she also wanted it at the same time. Mm -hmm. And I know that that is very wishy-washy, but I can relate. Like I, I want to have complete control and authority to make all decisions. Nope. Nope. That's too much. No, 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 I do. I do. I do. (laughs) So it was like a decision that was made for her. And Mm -hmm. then Tendi also said, I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have left if you couldn't have handled it. And so some of those statements seem to be like, they're really deep and involved but we really don't have time to explore them yeah so i thought it i thought it worked for me and it was neat to see the weapon that the sister had it was like this oh, really it dark so blade fucking cool it didn't it so cool. almost yeah. like circuitry on the side of it yeah, yeah it was really that. intricate looking and and i also liked that mariner sort of knew in that moment to hold talin back uh just that instinct that there wasn't going to be something yeah. permanent going on it was just they the sisters had to work that out so sometimes siblings gotta fight you have this juxtaposition of like a sister's getting into a tiff and working it out in this way and then you have brotherford getting into a tiff and working it out this way so i think this episode ultimately is about learning how to disagree and working it out Mm -hmm. the way that you can work it out it doesn't work for everybody like one way of communicating doesn't work for everyone this show gave us a lot of examples of that so yeah i mean it does continue that theme of hey if we were just honest with each other this would have all been fine but we're just arguing around the point or trying to make the alien creature go and become mark twain in order to speak to the captain like you can't you the point being one way of trying to work things out doesn't always work for everybody and and then it was a random you know bonsai but um yeah it's the only bit of the episode that didn't I mean, it works, but it's the only bit of the episode where I was a bit eye-rolly and, okay, I'm glad we're getting through this quick. The bonsai part? No, 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 that's fucking hilarious. The the Tendi and her sister part. Oh, really? See, I was was eye-rolling at the whole, like, the bonsai tree was the resolution to the alien. That that seemed like a stretch to me. Like, it was funny. It's a stretch, for sure. But but it it was like, oh, of course, yeah. No, the the stuff with Tendi and her sister, I was like, I get it. Like, it's fine. But it felt very, like, kind of paint by numbers. And it's... But I don't know how else you end that. But it was... It was just it was just done so quickly and kind of just what I expected it was going to be. It was almost Mm. like they they got through it so quickly because... Yeah, A to B to C to D. We just need to get them to the resolution and let's go because we're running out of time. And so I get it's necessary, but it just didn't quite hit for me. One of the things I loved about that part too that I'm just sort of now realizing is that we were told that there was a kidnapping, but she kidnapped herself. And oftentimes we see the you know the female being taken by a male and then another male has to come and rescue and it seems like the orions mm. have turned that on their heads ahead a bit you know she's carrying him across the threshold she's 
yeah. the power one. So it was a it was an interesting point to make about also that species just having the more dominant female vibe mm-hmm. going on. Um, but yeah, I can I guess I can understand what you're saying too. Yeah, it just it's but I'm always like that with the overly emotional cliche stuff, to be honest. Um what I did like was how this focused on Tendy's right to choose what her life is going to be and what her career is going to be. So, like, lots of people have this story where you're pigeonholed into a thing, your parents, like, you end up doing what your parents did just because of your environment. And just her, like, being raised as an assassin and in this wealthy family, but abandoning it and following what she's passionate about, which is science and exploration and stuff like that and that told me a lot about tendy i really really like that about her yeah and the little painting that she had drawn in their favorite ship from their youth of Mm -hmm. like her desires to join starfleet from a really early age it gave a lot of history to the characters and yeah i thought that it looked really fun and i also really liked the girls like getting dressed up into like the orion skimpy costume kind of thing and like going from place to place what was the name of that throat slit? What was oh, it called? I think it was just the the slit neck slit or the slit throat. I think it's yeah. just called slit throat. Yeah. I'm so proud that they didn't try and force a pun in there. It's really strong. I like it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, slit throat. They have a, and they have a dance code. Okay, <laughs> they have That's a dress amazing. code. Yeah, they do. Um, loved Talin throwing out the report. Um, that was great. Um, like just taking all of these notes and then just throwing them away because Tendi asked her to. I love Talin so much yeah and i like that they gave her a logical reason for doing uh-huh. it because it yeah. really seemed against her character in some ways mm-hmm. but then she said it was because without without it being without uh consent essentially yeah without of, the participant uh, the subject's consent it's unethical unethical to um collect the data and report it which is true you do need consent for those kind of case studies um so yeah i love that yeah. Um, the other big thing I really liked, we uh, really liked is strong, but we open on an Orion ship and maybe Peanut Hamper or whatever is in the ship um, and they get blown up. And I just kind of love that all of the Orions on that ship were like surfer dudes, like all of their accents were like either <laughs> California or Florida or something. They were like super, yo, what up? What's up, dude? <laughs> they didn't just get zapped. Yeah, this was um, getting closer to what I was saying in episode, I think one or two, is that I'm hoping that they're not just going to show the bad guys getting blown up. And now we're getting closer to our good guys getting blown up. Mm. And this is the first time that anyone on the ship has referenced that a ship disappeared so the story of peanut hamper is starting to merge in with our crew and eventually we're gonna you know have some sort of a yeah a run-in with them uh yep they needed to die for the consistency of the peanut hamper (laughs) we think character we they needed to die Die. (laughs) um, the longer it goes on the more i think it might not be peanut hamper but that's always the way with these predictions that's always that's always going to happen um, last thing I had was that I love that Tendi implies there is an STD filter uh, or an STI filter on <laughs> the transporter because she's just had to clean out all of the diseases from the last um, short leave. And you know, yeah, they're sex diseases. They're not like they're not random alien diseases. 
all diseases have been blocked and cataloged, she says. Yeah. And then she's like, well, I guess I'm done for the day. And then finds out that she's going on a forced leave of absence. That's interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, I mean, I definitely wanted to mention that the when the girls go on their little uh, go on their little away mission to Orion, they take duffel bags with them. And that's just another thing that I want to buy. Like mm-hmm. the cool little round duffel bags with the big Starfleet symbol on the end. They just look fun. They're so great. They're, I think we see them in TNG first. They're so great. They're really impractical for packing, but mm-hmm. um, I like them a lot. Yeah. What is an oscillating nebula? Yeah. I guess it just spins uh, like a fan. It just sort of like oscillates like a fan. Because like a fan goes yep. back and forth. So it's just mm-hmm. a swinging nebula. Yep. I think it, we're deliberately not shown what it is. <laughs> I'm kind <laughs> of upset. in front of nebula. In the future, in someone else's Rolodex, is that nebula that they're going to then answer that question in a different show. Oh, I love it. Hey, this oscillating nebula was first discovered by Captain Freeman um, <laughs> yeah. on Stardate whatever. Uh, um, nope, I think that's it for me. I really enjoyed this episode. I think we should yeah. get to the sense. I don't have very many. I actually, I think I only have three. Yeah, I nope, don't have many nope, either. Nope, nope, I think I only have two. Oh, this dang. Could, this could be an episode this where we're just, reading, we're just reading... With some from the chat. Let's go. <laughs> Let's do it. Oh, uh, battle stations, everyone. Red <laughs> Warning. Warp core collapse in 10 seconds. This is the part of the show where we re-engage our sim brains, remind ourselves that no TV shows about sin, even our beloved Star Trek. Um, since you don't have money, I'll go first. Okay. They trashed an OG. I think it's a Type 2 phaser. The Orion smugglers at the beginning. They sure did. And it's the one with like the, the handle and then the body on like it. And yours? I was like, no, 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 no. I don't have one on display. It's not like one of those. Yeah, I think no. I know which. Yeah, yeah. But it, you hold it, it has an actual handle and then yeah. it has like the, the, it looks like a gun, but laser gun. Um, they, they, they trashed it and I'm really unhappy. And they, I took that personally. Yeah. I understand that. It's, it's a work of art. It's beautiful. When they lay out on the planet and they're talking to the mom and the dad, there's a couple people that walk by with a big old cake in the background mm-hmm. and then the camera angle changes and they walk by again. And I don't need to be reminded that I'm hungry. I don't need to be mm. reminded that I want cake. I don't need to see the cake twice to rem- to know that there's a I wedding going on. So hungry. Just once. Just, just scan it by once. I thought maybe they would do it a third time. Maybe I missed it. No. And it would become a thing where like the cliche cake fall over sort of situation. It was just annoying to me. But it's annoying to me because I'm hungry. So it would be a silly sin, but that's my sin. Sometimes you just, you sin the stuff that's happening in the moment. It happens. Sometimes, sometimes the cake just makes you rage. Cake or death. Um, the murder bug drinking game is fucking insane. Like, I, I get it. It's an alien drinking game, but it is like, it's the idea of these drinking games are meant to be like risky, but really, I guess cost effective this is so complicated you have a personal force field that gets activated that's hooked up to when you slam the drink down does it know that you drank the drink before you slam the empty glass down this is such an elaborate drinking game and it was insane and super fucking dangerous by the looks sort of wondering why they didn't explain the rules in some ways and then the others i really appreciated it because it's just mm-hmm. chaos the show is so chaotic but it's just like the bug needs to know where to run as well now i think it's a homage to a james bond 
drinking game because in I think it's Casino Royale was it Quantum of Solace? I'm pretty sure it's Casino Royale and he's doing this drinking game where the scorpion basically the scorpion is on your palm. I th- No, the scorpion is in your drinking hand and you've got to take the drink, bringing the scorpion closer to your face, and then when you finish your drink, you shake the scorpion off and then put the drink on top of the scorpion. I mean, that's insane, but at least it's not technologically advanced. At least it's like, at least it's it's just like fucking basic. You don't have to put fucking force fields in there. Oh my goodness. I'm being corrected. It is Skyfall, but I was close. I knew Daniel Craig was doing it. Um, but yeah, game's insane. Your turn. Um, my next thing is, um, you know, they they take the ship, they they hack it, they mm-hmm, hijack mm-hmm, it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's a hack hijack situation, and then they just decide to fly it pretty high instead of pretty low. Yep, high as and possible. Yeah. I just <laughs> I feel like maybe somebody should know better. Uh, yeah, completely agree. I mean, the fact that it works, the, the like this works. You, this ship is as old as Tendi, possibly older, and it's rerouting power systems. It works for a little while and then crashes, and then they survive this. It's taking a nosedive that is going down so hard. Certainly, there's a way to just sort of hover over the ground. I mean, maybe it's because they want to pick up speed and they need to go. They cover a lot of ground to get back in a couple of hours. But it would be easier to get the transporters working than the entire ship. But you don't want to probably trust the transporters on a ship like that. And I would also send this that rescue party had to go that far to find the bride. Yeah, did they not take the shuttle? So how did they they walked all the way there? Uh huh. <laughs> and then they are gonna walk all the way back. Yeah. They and how be... long did it take to walk yeah. all the way there? Obviously quite a while. Mm-hmm. They just weren't thinking things through very well. And this is the kind of time management issue that is going to cause a sin. I'm just gonna say it. Um Mariner doesn't bleed out in this episode <laughs> right no first aid no bandage does not bleed out just self-coagulating wounds apparently are a thing i mean there's no damage to her person yeah. basically at all no none at all yeah that was that was a lot um but that's okay because mariner's badass and i think we all need to be reminded of it but she needs to have some sort of permanent nerve da- nerve damage i think after this right you would think but it doesn't matter. Injuries don't matter as long as they make you laugh. And it did make me laugh. Um, it, I just, it just so it just so reminds me of the first time that um that I watched the show when she was playing with that was it Batliff or whatever? And just slices Boimler in the leg. Yeah, and I was so <sighs> shocked. Uh-huh. So this show is gonna do that. It sets the tone beautifully. Like, it's so, so funny. Because it's so unexpected when you're first watching it. So then mm-hmm. to see it in like this far in, we continue to see like just some pretty interesting injuries. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so. It's amazing. Yeah. Um, the character Jinx is the thing that's about to happen by calling it out cliche, which is, oh, this next place will be much more chill, I promise. You're taking them to a hump dungeon. No, how <laughs> is that going to be more chill? You're, you're pl- the place that you're taking to- them to is under the place that you just came from. Of course, it's going to be more roasty launchy <laughs> that's the word anything else ambassador um i'm gonna imme- i'm gonna immediately correct a sin because we are doing a live show and i can and flyboy says actually in aviation altitude is life it gives you much more time to deal with an emergency so if i was to co-write with flyboy then maybe i would have to really be careful about how i would write that sin 
And this is coming from somebody whose picture is them standing next to a plane. So yeah, and their name is Flyboy, and the name is so, Flyboy. So so I, I suppose trust I would need to do yeah. some research, and then I would I would have to eat that sin. So I guess I only have one sin, which is just cake. Fuck this! Fuck this show! It's cake. I'm kidding. I love depending, the show. <laughs> depending on the problem, the altitude might just give you more time to worry about it. So I think I'd like yeah. it over with quicker. <laughs> I was like, oh no, well they fucked. did. Now they know you have time to kind of land somewhere. So yeah. Oh boy. Um, just going to send leaving the holodeck on. Boimler and Rutherford leave and just leave it on. And I'm we know like, that's dangerous. We know that's dangerous. Energy saving as well. That's how off. sentient life happens uh-huh. on accident. All these holograms are just like, well, shit, I guess we just exist now, um, which is wild. Um, and just, oh, I have to correct myself from earlier. I misspecied uh, an alien. They're not a Norsican. They are a, oh, damn it. I've forgotten their name now. E-I-E-I-O. Someone tell me their name. <sighs> Chenloth? Chalnoth? Yeah, Chalnoth, thank you. They are a Chalnoth, not a Norsican. They are Norsican adjacent. They're very similar. It, TNG was like, give it big hair and teeth. And basically, that's your alien. Um, but yes, Chalnoth. Uh, I apologize for misspeciesing that alien. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but the, the, th- the fact that that plan works, or no, sorry, it doesn't work. The fact that they even attempted that plan i know freeman says i can't believe you thought this was going to work you let them do it that was yeah you there's another sin right there, there. You, you have a choice you didn't have as to go you're along putting with this on shit. the costume yes, you have a choice captain as you're as putting you on the mustache gluing that to your face exactly you have a choice i don't know how you got the chown off to agree to beam over in the first place like how right? any of those steps work i want to see them dressing up the chown off as mark twain and how do you pitch that? And then they're like, yeah, let me just come right over. And then all of a sudden, it's just this hard 90 degree turn to bonsai tree lunch yeah. snack time. I love, but I did in the same breath. I love that Boimler was like, yeah, maybe try saying that in a southern accent. And he's like, I am from South Chalnoth. <laughs> <laughs> that wasn't a southern accent for him. I love that. Yeah. Oh, so funny. So funny. Um, well, that's all from me. Another fun episode. Um, this show just keeps on giving me giving me everything I want it to give me. It's so fun. I, and I just think it's finding its comfort place as well. Like in season three, it's sorry, in season four, it's been great, but it has this like extra level of confidence this season that I'm just loving the heck out of it. It's kooky. It's, it's kooky a kooky show. For sure. Yep. Highly recommend. Watch the kooky show. Enjoy it. it. Well, we've had lots of fun talking to each other and we've had lots of fun with the live show this week as well. Come and join us if you want to see our faces record this show. We are live every Friday at CT on YouTube Live and the Cinema Sims Twitch channel. Um, We will see you next week for episode five of season four of Lower Decks. And until then, I have to go chase down a hunk of ham steak. And it's computer watch. <laughs> it was the delivery of Hotch! Hotch! There was like W's in there and everything. It's like how many letters are in that? Hotch! I do declare, give me the Computer! Hotch! Live long and prosper! <laughs> Thanks for listening. Want to connect with the show? Our hailing frequencies are always open through captainspod at cinemasins.com. Like, comment, and subscribe on your podcast player of choice, and be sure to visit cinemasins.com. Oh my god, there's a gem! Oh my god! Oh my god! God damn it! Oh my god!
check, 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 check. Boom, 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 boom. This feels weird. This doesn't feel right. Something's wrong. What is it? My headphones. Oh, yeah, that's right. I'm wearing my Philips Expanium. What even is Expanium anyway? Oh, it's time to do the show. Oh, God, it's so hot in this room. Oh, my God. I was trying to think like the last time I used floppy disks, and I feel like it was whenever I was doing typing tests. Ah, okay. Last time I used a floppy disk would have been for schoolwork. Yeah, I think the school gave us a floppy disk and you could do like some basic homework on it. Hmm. That's pretty amazing that they still use them because you're like 12, so. <laughs> yes, as as people like to remind, I love how anybody that's even 18 months older than you is like, you're so mm -hmm. fucking young. <laughs> I just found this website called Play Classic Games. Yeah. And it's the Mavis Beacon Teaches Typing and you can play it online. And then it also has Atari games, browser games, DOS games, Windows games, Genesis, NES, SNES, <clears> and all this stuff. We should do a Twitch stream that is just playing retro games. <laughs> yeah. And so there's the Oregon Trail, of course. Then it of looks course. Like Doom, of course. It's mm -hmm. like the DOS games that are like listed. And I'm uh -huh. just having this flashback. But it is like a bit of a website that I'm, I'm a little nervous about it being kind of sketch. Oh, you think it's got diseases on it? Oh, I'm sure it does. Yeah. It has to. They often do. They often do. Anyway, I was going to do a typing test. Do you ever do typing tests? No, no. My typing's atrocious. I don't need confirmation of that fact. Oh, okay. I need typing lessons. Yeah. Okay. It won't... I, I, I'm not going to offer to help you. Why? Because I've actually... You don't remember this, I guess, but like I... When I first saw you typing, oh, I was like... yes. No, I remember mm -hmm. this. I remember this. Yeah, yeah. The sass that I received afterwards, we wouldn't be a good pairing for me to do. No, 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 that's true. I don't remember what sass I gave you, but I think your approach was borderline offensive. <laughs> I'm doing a typing test right now. I'm going to play with my phaser while you do that. Okay. Let me see my results. I have to watch an ad before I can see my result. Of course. course. Just just like the good old days. Yeah. It's just They're like... Built in ads just, onto those floppy disks. God damn it. 97% accuracy. Only two typos that I left in. I corrected mm -hmm, others, mm -hmm. but I left in. 71 words per minute. Okay. So my net speed is 69 words per minute. Okay. Send me I the used, link. I used to type 130 words per minute. Holy shit balls. No, you did not. <laughs> I did. I, I promise. I, That's I'm, insane. I promise. Okay. Send it my way. I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. Completely raw. See what? if I can beat you. Yeah, send it. Um, shit. Well, um, okay. Uh, okay. 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 I think I did the one minute medium text test. So I had 100% zero typos at mm -hmm. 54 words per minute. It's not okay, good. that's not bad. That's not bad. The average is 36, apparently. Yeah, I didn't know that. Mm -hmm. Maybe that's get? just on the site and like only 12 people use the site. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's not a very big, they're all pretty shit. Um, I got 84 words per minute that time. Nice, that's amazing. Should we do a hard test? No. <laughs> I would do worse. I'm terrible. We could do, okay, here's the options. Easy text, medium text, hard text, benchmark, tricky spelling, blind typing, Story typing, themed text. Oh my goodness. Certificate, legal, medical, business, and coding. 
Let me do it coding. <laughs> okay, I'm ready. Okay, one minute test coding. Code. I can't. Why are we doing coding? This is so stupid. Ready? Yep. Go. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I'm a hacker. <laughs> In a movie? Yeah. Hacking this shit. Let's go. <laughs> You're so oh, I never use that button. <laughs> did you just say I never use that button? Oh, I did terrible. Oh, uh, no. That's abysmal. You probably beat me on this one. No, you get? <laughs> no. I did 94%. So that's one typo. 97%. One typo. 19 words per minute. 37. 38 words per minute. 97%. Yeah, equals I was 37 words per minute. I was too excited about <laughs> hacking. <laughs> I would be terrible. So I guess we should say this is typingtest.com. Yes. And we expect to hear everyone else's scores um, yep. via emails. Please send screenshots or we won't believe you. Exactly. We won't, we won't believe you. We won't believe you. I was thinking about this yesterday when I was Iris's age, what I was doing. Mm, I do not remember. You don't remember when you were six? Oh, I have one memory, actually. I have one memory that I can pin down to being six because well, I was five. Because it was... I have very few memories from the first house that I lived in. And I know that we moved out of it when I was five. So I have a memory in that house. And it's of my dad having chicken pox. And he was, like, out of it. Oh, this is a 30... How old would he be? He's a 31-year-old having chicken pox. So it, when, you're an, when you're an adult and you get chicken pox... It is lethal. Like, it can legit kill you. It can, It is nasty. So he's... Whoa, why are you laughing? My dad nearly died. It's, com it's completely unrelated to your dad's near-death experience. Okay. I just, <laughs> I just really like how you say chicken pox, that's all. Oh, wait, what do you say? No, it's not how you're... It's not that you're saying it differently. It's just your right? accent. Chicken, chicken pox. pox. Chicken pox. <laughs> Oh, everything is cockney. It sounds so happy. <laughs> You're talking about He's the deadly the disease. <laughs> Just the way that I, I'm so not used to talking to somebody with an accent. So everything that you say is a little bit more interesting. And in this case, chicken pox like <laughs> it just sounds delightful. <laughs> like chicken it sounds pox. like you're saying like um Turkish delight or something. <laughs> Good news, everyone. He's got the chicken pox. <laughs> I'm so sorry. So anyways, your first memory is your dad almost dying. Yeah. <laughs> God, I'm He's so got weird. the chicken pox. He's got the chicken pox, does he? <laughs> I have so many memories when I was six. Do you? Yeah. Were they things that were told to you that you claimed as memories? No, no. I have actual, like, my memories, my consistent memories started when I was like five years old, mm -hmm. uh, five and a half. But when I was six, I remember so much. I had so many core things happen. I killed my first snake. That was tragic. Mm -hmm. Was it deliberate or accident? It was deliberate, which is one of the things that like changed me as a person forever is I decided to kill something and I've had trouble killing things ever since, which is a good thing. That makes sense. You know? That's good. That's a good lesson to learn. It's good that you learned that lesson early, truly. This neighborhood... I'm not I'm not exaggerating snakes everywhere. Mm -hmm. It was maybe in a swampy area of town. I don't know why we had so many snakes. There was we would have to look under the vehicle sometimes to see if there was a snake so that when we were stepping up into it, that it would snap at it to not get was snapped the neighborhood at. that you grew up in Australia. <laughs> yeah, it was something else. <laughs>
Oh, there is a government shutdown. Is this like oh. the? Is that the the money thing? Is that the? Oh, what's it called? Oh, dang it! What? There's a name for it where they bullshit. If they well, yeah. No, the thing with the money where if they can't agree on a budget, then it shuts down all of the public services. Mm. Gosh, dang it! What's it called? Negotiations? No, they no. If they did that, we wouldn't have it. Thing that happens. I love that you guys know when government okay. can't agree. Wow, budget. I think it begins with an R. Reciprocity. No, no. Again, if we had that, it would be fine. Recotopia. No, that's a great podcast from Cinema Sins. Rearrange. Rare. Rust. I cannot believe nobody in the chat has mentioned it. Re re reciprocity. Gosh, dang it! What is it? Reciprocity. Nope, it's not that word. Rerection. But wait, you're just saying words that begin with R, and some that even don't. Random. Recluse. May not even begin with R. Rare and go. Um. (laughs) Resolution. It's not resolution. It's not resolution. It is resolution. It's the thing that happens um, when none of the public services have any money because you can't agree on the budget and they go into something. It's not the thing that solves it. It's the fancy word for that thing. You guys had one a few years ago. Resplendent. No. This is infuriating. Refunded. No, that feels that feels close though. Um, replenish. <sighs> man, recommendation. This is derailing the entire oh, show. Rabbit. No. <laughs> Sequester. Sequester. That is not an R word. No, but it's next to R. S is next to R. <laughs> <laughs> what? Right. Anything else before we do the intro? Come to. No, Spot. yeah, yeah, yeah. I have some more. <laughs> Captain's Pod, Starbase. I'm going the wrong way, so it's a good thing you interrupted me. That is the wrong fucking theme tune. <laughs>